I'm Misty Winkler, and you're listening to episode 23 of the Simply Convivial audio blog. And now for a short but meaty focus session to help you keep your head in the game as a homeschooling mom. Classical education is for life. In season four, we'll explore what classical education means and why it matters. Learning the liberal arts tradition for virtue through music. If you are at all interested in a historically sound classical education, The Liberal Arts Tradition by Kevin Clark and Ravi Jain is a must-read. The Liberal Arts Tradition provides a rich yet readable explanation of what the liberal arts truly have been and should still be. The liberal arts tradition makes very clear that virtue is the aim of education. However, rather than virtue, they use the word piety. Quote, Piety signifies the duty, love, and respect owed to God, parents, and communal authorities, past and present. Some say virtue, some say piety, but we are speaking of the same thing. The goal of education is the cultivation of virtue. Education is seeking wisdom. Quote, Yet all education takes place in a context of mythos, that is story, logos, that is reason, and practices. These three components, story, reason, and practice, make up education, any education, and I think that's why movies and television form a greater part of our culture's general education than school. Watching is the culture's practice, and television provides the stories that everyone shares. Even the daytime hours at school full of reason-based teaching cannot undo the formative practices of the home and the stories we consume. And that's why to be countercultural, we must be reading aloud or at least listening to many audiobooks. Kevin Clark and Ravi Jain also pinpoint where those of us attempting to recover the classical tradition need to focus our energies, where we need to differentiate ourselves not only from conventional schools, but even from temptations toward easier versions of the tradition. Quote, In the elementary years, classical education seeks rather to build a robust poetic and moral education before it moves to analysis or critique. Or, at least, let's hope it does because, quote, education is not merely an intellectual affair, no matter how intellect-centered it must be, because human beings are not merely minds. The authors critique the typical grammar stage approach in classical circles, without rejecting the entire package. In fact, they deftly turn the argument to show that it has been more semantics than practice that is the problem. Quote, While schools in the classical Christian renewal have imagined themselves to be teaching grammar, they have actually been engaged in the truly classical enterprise of musical education. Then, the more we embrace the correct semantics, the proper definitions, the better we can fulfill them and meet the expectations and standards that they provide us. For then, quote, History would not be so many facts to memorize, however creatively we do it, but an opportunity to use stories from the past to build up a child's moral imagination. Their chapters on gymnastic and musical education were primarily about the elementary years of education and what should comprise those years, and why. Both music and gymnastic were vital to Plato's vision of bringing up young children. 
As I read these sections, I made a list of what makes up a musical and gymnastical education, physical training and the self-discipline included in that, singing, memorizing, poetry, acting, which includes imaginative play, drawing, sculpting, hero stories, literature, and nature study, including free time spent outdoors. Have you read the book Ten Ways to Destroy the Imagination of a Child? Here, in classical education, we have ten ways to build the imagination of a child, and that is our proper business as educators, and of course also as mothers. So what is a musical education? Quote, Musical education is soul craft. Carried out properly, it tunes the soul and makes one receptive to truth and goodness. Clark and Jane define a musical education not as one that is full of music or instruments, but one that is rich with, quote, the subjects inspired by the muses. That might not ring any bells for us. What subjects are inspired by the muses, we wonder? I'm going to claim a Protestant liberty here and liken the Greek muses to the concept of Catholic patron saints. There were nine of them. They were goddess daughters of Zeus, and they watched over the practice of their favorite arts, granting favor in the form of inspiration. They each had more than one pet cause, including such diverse areas of life as comedy, tragedy, dancing, poetry, history, conversation, geometry, agriculture, architecture, rhetoric, logic, fun, love, worship, grammar, astronomy, justice, and peace, as well as a variety of particular instruments. People engaging in these activities were said to be inspired by the muses. So although our English word music has a narrow meaning, musical education in the classically rooted sense that Clark and Jane are intending is quite broad. These are all legitimate areas to introduce to our children in order to direct and grow their affections and their souls. This is directly opposed to a 3R education which says that children only need reading, writing, and arithmetic to get ahead. To be fair, though, I do think that often the three R's approach is done to limit school, which means analytical paperwork to us usually, so that there is room in the child's days and weeks for living a full life engaged in more musical activity. Our grade school children should spend most of their time in an inspired interested, pre-critical, receptive mode, soaking in stories, songs, forms, nature, liberty, and justice and peace. Quote, the musical, coming from the same root as museum, education, was an education in wonder. I looked that one up for fun. A museum is a building in which objects of historical, scientific, artistic, or cultural interest are stored and exhibited. Originally, the word meant seat of the muses. So our children should grow up wide-eyed, surrounded by as much historical, scientific, artistic, cultural, another word root note, culture, is built on what is commonly worshipped. We must provide our children with a Christian culture, at least within our own homes and churches, even when society is not an appropriate culture. It should be the air they breathe, not the cold facts that they learn from workbooks and flashcards. Quote, Although a musical education considers some of the same subjects as the liberal arts, it does so from the perspective of forming the heart, the sense of wonder, and the affections. 
So a musical education is more of a mindset, an attitude, a posture, an approach than a set of principles and methods. As Charlotte Mason moms will particularly enjoy and recognize in this application of the musical approach to subjects, quote, Science as musical education has perhaps the greatest potential of all, especially in our context. Imagine if the foundations for all future science were a wonder and awe of God's creation and a sympathetic love of the created world. What might later scientific inquiry look like? The heart of a wonder-based education is musical. Education should create a harmony between our children and their world. And now it's time for a simple sanity saver, a morning prep sheet. Why do you need a prep sheet? A morning prep sheet is an attitude-focusing tool. It's simple and straightforward and might even seem silly, but I promise it's crazy effective. I have found that a morning prep sheet helps me keep my eyes on the prize. It's so easy in the midst of daily life to get caught up in the details and the duties and forget the big picture aims that we're working toward. Homeschooling is a game that has to be played with the long view. To keep us on the right track, moving forward however slowly, we need to keep our eyes on the goal we're after. To have direction and be confident in the next step moving us in that direction, we have to know where we want to end up. The prep page consists of scripture and quotes to focus us on where we're going and what's truly important. It is a way to purposefully set our minds on truth each day. We need to fill our minds with truth until it sinks into our hearts and then moves out our fingertips. Spending just two to three minutes before we begin a homeschooling day reading these selections slowly, meditatively, and prayerfully will help us then move forward with increased confidence and improved vision. The art of homeschooling is all about building both our confidence and our capacity as homeschool moms. Download your own free prep sheet at simplyconvivial.com slash audio and use the discount code podcast to get $10 off the art of homeschooling. You'll love it or I'll give you your money back right away. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this show, please leave a rating or review on iTunes or Stitcher. You can also hit the share button on the show notes and share this episode with your Facebook friends. At simplyconvivial.com slash audio, you can find all the episodes and the free morning prep sheet. Remember, education is repentance. Repent, rejoice, repeat. Repeat.